You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to a new edition of Vegas Bad Boys Podcasting. I am DJ Impact and I got some of the bad boys here with me. And it's good to see both of you, Sin City Steve and Matt Michaels, our very own Simon Street had to uh, take the the night off to take care of some personal business, but we're still going to hold the fort down tonight. So we want to welcome everyone for uh, for joining us. If you have access to the chat, Facebook Live right now, jump onto that. That's how we can uh, be able to respond and even uh, mention what you may say that can um, that we can work right into the show. So we thank you for that. This is our wrestling talk. Hey, we had a lot of wrestling that went this past week, so we're going to get right into it. We'll start off with our favorite of favorites, Monday Night Raw. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I don't know, guys, what did you what did, what did you think of the uh, the show? I know, I know we're doing the uh, we take an hour each, so. Uh, if you want to do that, go ahead and and, and tell me what your uh, what your yeah, we'll, thoughts we'll, were. We'll fill you in on on hour three, kind of, because <laughs> I think hour one and two is just going to be very quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Well, let's get to it. Yeah. So obviously, I mean, the show got started. Uh, Mace and T Bar uh, versus Braun Strowman in a wonderful handicap match. That was uh, that was interesting to say the least it went for about four minutes um i find it funny that uh and as we'll see later on that um they have somewhat promoted mason t-bar to you know not just uh getting squashed by people but uh long story short uh the dq finish happened um drew mcintyre ran out for the save um and uh that set up a tag team match uh, as they went to break. So uh, four minutes in the handicap match segued into a six minute tag team match and Mason T-Bar actually get the, get the win. And I, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't believe it. To be honest, um, I was I was just like, "What the actual fuck? Here we go! WWE booking at its finest. Let's go!" <laughs> you know the best part. The best part of it, Steve, is the fact that their former leader Mustafa Ali uh-huh. is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> right. You know why? You know why? Because he's under six feet tall, and these guys are over six feet tall. So <laughs> Vince was just like. Fuck this. We're not going to do anything with Ali. He can just have fun on main event with Ricochet and shit. Damn. And I thought, uh, I thought when you guys said Ali, it was Muhammad Ali. <laughs> I don't need this guy. Get him the fuck out of here. 
Oh my God, man. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, it, it's from then on. I mean, you had Ms. Morrison, Elias, Jackson Riker in the ring for Ms. TV. My God. You got it this week. You got it this week. I didn't have to worry about it this week. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, dude. All I know is that we were treated to an acoustic unplugged performance of Hey, Hey, Ho, Ho. And unplugged. Unplugged. I, I really wish that it would have been completely unplugged and <laughs> muted. Right. But nonetheless, you had Damian Priest come out, um, and then you had uh, the New Day come out, and I did find it interesting how they uh, they've they've segued Xavier Woods from playing a trombone to now playing other instruments, um, as was mentioned, and he came out with said guitar case this week, and it was full of tomatoes, and they threw rotten tomatoes at. Yeah. The four in the ring. They made a point of of saying Rotten Tomatoes about 85 times. Right. So They're rotten. They're rotten. Say fucking rotten. <laughs> Say it. God damn it. You know, we know what's funny about that. It's got to be like, while you're doing commentary, it's just got to be just bugging you to hear that in your ear constantly while you're trying to perform your duties as a commentator. You know, hearing someone doing exactly what you just said said what was probably going on <laughs> like holy, I, would, I would get in trouble because I, I would take my headphones off like this you know like okay now let me call the match holy <laughs> is the one who who said that he the reason that he didn't last on commentary is he used to take his earpiece out <laughs> and that was the last straw and then said okay you're good just get out of here right on yeah it's funny yeah that's really funny mm-hmm. so Obviously, that uh, that segued into imagine this a match between everyone out there involved. So, uh, New Day and Damian Priest pick up the win when, uh, excuse me, um, Woods, uh, the the man that brought the guitar case full of Rotten Tomatoes, scored the pin with, as Simon Miller from What Culture would say, the most devastating move in sports entertainment: the inside roll up. <sighs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know yeah it is what it is um new day and priest get the win that match was uh about 17 minutes in length um and the the commentary team was when it was over they were talking about v8 and i was just like oh my god here we go it's gonna be one of these nights all through the first hour it was yeah. just a train wreck um, last piece there in the first hour, Sonya Deville, um, setting the stage for, uh, what was about to happen in hour two. Yeah. Which, um, was <laughs> the Charlotte apology, which all my notes say is Z, 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 Z. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> like, you know, so someone comes back. You're one of your main superstars. Mm -hmm. You immediately put her in an angle where she gets suspended, only to have it lifted by Sonia Deville, who apparently now has equal amount of power on Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> and, you know, I obviously is now trying to, you know, they're setting her up as the heel 
commissioner type right. versus Pierce's face commissioner type, I, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know. Uh. Was it this week that um she did uh say something to Mandy though about uh, Mandy being like <laughs> like just ridiculous or something like that like choosing the company of people or yeah something like that it, it just was like do you not think that like i don't know at least 50 percent of your fan base realized that those two have been fucking and were in the same house <laughs> when a burglar broke in that was stalking sonia you know yeah yeah so you know that that whatever um <laughs> We got a nice backstage segment with Riddle and and uh, Randy. Uh, we have nothing in common, except we're both from Earth. <laughs> so, I I've been telling you from the beginning that I have not been enjoying this uh, character that Riddle has been doing. Do you get it now? I now that. RK bro is being established. I now get it and like it. Okay. It took a minute because solo. I'm like, what is going on? I hate it. It bothers me when I see him rolling around in this, this scooter, get him off TV. And now perfect. It took a minute, but I, I like where it's going now. Perfect. I mean, all I could do is put in a, a crying emoji next to RK bro, because <laughs> it fucking works. And especially because like the match, I'm not gonna say nothing about the match. Um, it was what it was, but the best part of the match is when <laughs> Riddle gets down on his knees, and Randy just kind of looks, <laughs> peels out, and goes, "Not yet, <laughs> right?" <laughs> and then when he turns back and walks up the ramp, he has that smirk on his face, yeah. like oh, maybe there's something here. Yeah, yeah. entertaining shit. That's good. It um, is. That that was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, then uh, we we got another Garza uh, backstage uh, delivering flowers to Naya, which is uh, seeming possibly set up between Reggie and Garza, which actually could be an awesome fucking match. Yeah. Um, love Reggie's shirt with Naya and uh, Shayna holding the the tag belts. Um, that was really cool. But again. <laughs> Naya walking by and just has that wonderful line. She just smacks Mandy with those flowers. Put these in water, bitch. So that was bitch tally number one of this week. Yeah. That was the first bit in pro wrestling for the week. Right. Yep. Um, That was hour two. There you go. That's all I fucking have to say on hour two. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, hour three wasn't you know too much. I I, I watched a little bit of uh, of it myself, and I saw that they did a um, three on three um, match with the uh, with the you know with the women Oscar, Naomi, Lana, and he had Shayna, Nia, and Rhea. So he had that match. Which, by the way, the the, the team that won should have won. They dominate women. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> I looked at the, that matchup going, okay, this should this should really go by real quick. Well, yeah, except for they had to put in a motherfucking spot 
where you had a goddamn bucket of water thrown on Shayna. Right. So she has to wrestle the rest of the fucking match soaking wet. Right. Soaking fucking wet. Yeah. yeah. You have Nia doing the slip thing again, which seems to be, again, a wonderful, you know what would be great this week? Rotten Tomatoes and oh, Nia slipping on water again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm beginning to believe when, when folks say that that raw maybe even smackdown is written for one man i'm i'm really beginning to think that is true we're not we're not just saying it <laughs> we're not just saying it bro i guess not because you could kind of see it when you watch some of this you're going oh my god it has to be for him you know and and by the way i think this is a point i saw somewhere um which i i, I do think is is kind of interesting and that is they took Rhea and made her a heel, but if they were in front of a live crowd right now, it would not fly. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're putting her with the dominate, which by the way, I like the idea that you had your your tag champs and your uh women's champ together as a dominant faction. A dominant faction, a dominant soaked in water, slipping on their ass faction. They took Rhea Ripley and knocked her down into the fucking comedy of the of the fucking this Mandy fucking shit. And yet Rhea Ripley still looked like a motherfucking kill ass, badass fucking performer. And that is a sign of gold. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They also had a little Alexa Bliss, I think finally she's gonna get in her ring, right? It's about time, right? Is that's gonna that's about to happen from the way the uh the swing conversation's looking. Finally she's gonna get in the ring. Let's hope. I mean, come on. Let's- I mean, we like the segment, but you gotta do enough talking. Let's now let this demon Speak for yourself. Speak <laughs> for yourself. I hated this segment. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> hey, you got me on a damn jump scare, man. Fuck you, that noise. You, <laughs> the jump scare got you? That's brilliant. You know I what? love it. I, 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 could, I could see it coming, though. Like, I, I, like looking back at it, like, I was I was stupid to not fucking assume yeah, that, I knew that was okay, coming. dipshit, they're going to give you a fucking jump scare. Right. And, yeah. DJ, and GJ just said he knew it was coming. And oh, yeah. He's the one who, who doesn't take horror films. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, but you know what? That's what's interesting is, um, she said that Sally is about to unleash her. Uh, Sally, it's Lily. fuck Sally Lily. Um, that's the same fucking. She, she gonna end up Lily. Up, she gonna come. She gonna come hunt you if you don't get the name right. <laughs> oh man, you don't want man, that. She, she ain't gonna be hunting me. She's gonna be dating me pretty soon. Oh boy. <laughs> the the dolls I've dated before. Um. <laughs> Another show, another show. At least that one, you know, have to blow up. She's knitted. Um, but you know, the 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 cool thing, if they if they're smart about it, I would actually have Lily causing trouble for the women before any type of matches even go down. Like weird, strange, evil shit starts happening to them, you know. The locker room, backstage, you know, just random shit falling from the sky. If they, you know, um, did not not Owen Hart, of course, but 
um random shit falling from the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I'm so fucking going to hell. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you know it. Yeah, of course. But it would be, it would be kind of interesting (laughs) to see a different dimension than just straight up the, you know, the baddie wrestling, the stuff we've seen with the fiend already do some really just weird out of the fucking box shit. And, and try to get those scares there. I think that would be fucking cool. Yeah. Well, pretty much to end it, we now have a three-way title at uh, at the uh, WrestleMania Backlash. So, um, you know, I guess we'll have that, and we'll see if Bobby will be able to hold on to his belt, or is it going to be Drew or Braun? So I guess we have another couple of weeks to see how that all turns out. But that is raw. <laughs> um, at, least, at least we're not seeing Drew versus Lashley again. Got someone else in there, maybe? I, I don't know. Does that they, help? They just put Braun in there to eat the pin. Mm. I mean, realistically. Well, I, hope, gonna... I hope that's not the case, but I mean, whatever. They're gonna have anyone eat the pin. You'd put Nia in there. Jesus. <laughs> That's right. Within the first twenty minutes, we got Owen Hart jokes. We got Nia Fat jokes. <laughs> That's right. You're on one hell of a roll tonight, Michaels. Already. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, look. Let me jump over into uh, Impact Wrestling where pretty much it was the show was about two things. First off, who's going to be the number one contender to take on um, Kenny Omega whenever that match is to take place. Now, May 15th is going to be the pay-per-view under siege where this six-way uh, number one contender match is going to actually happen. So everything starting from this past Thursday leading up to May 15th, they're actually having the contenders match. So this past Thursday, they had the very first match, which was Jake something versus Chris Bay. And yes, Chris Bay ended up winning that. Match. It was a good match, by the way. Very, uh, very great match watching them to uh, uh, get down. Chris Bay won. So he's the very first one in that match. And now there's five others slot. So, uh, so that was one of the big things talking about that. The second part of that show was Kenny Omega needed to show up on the show because he was contractually, uh, obligated now that he had won the title to show up on impact to have his celebration. He wasn't planning on showing up at all. Okay. So good what? thing. Good thing. Don was there and, uh, you know, uh, Scott Demore said, or Scott Demore said, uh, uh, "Yeah, you need to get your boy here because if he's not here by the end of the show, Omega gets stripped of his title, Impact title." So he's not there by the end of the show. What? What does he live five minutes away from the fucking arena? Well, I tell you what, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he did it, Michaels, but Don was talking to Omega and say, "Look, jump on the jet." Okay, you can be here in a half an hour, use the jet, okay, and we'll have someone get you here. And you know what? Amazingly, 
four minutes before the end of the show, <laughs> Omega and the Good Brothers run out. Okay. And what a bizarre coincidence. I know, right? So, you know, I guess he won't get ripped. Thank God Moxley and uh, <laughs> Kenny didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't have a car they could have drove into the jet before it took <laughs> off to stop them from going in. <laughs> Eddie, oh man eddie and, eddie and mox <laughs> drive oh right. man yeah could, could you see that the jet blows up were they in it <laughs> i know right yeah so anyway that oh, was pretty wow. much impact wrestling i gotta tell you i so they did a segment and it was and, and, and it's it's so true um they did a segment with moose Stellan Scott, why are we going through this this number one contender when you I'm the guy right here that can take Kenny down? And I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, that's true. Because when you think of all the guys in impact, okay, who which wh- which of the guy is supposed to be the take Kenny down when Kenny loses that belt? Wh- what guy is supposed to be that one? Apparently it was supposed to be Rich Swan last week. <laughs> and I knew you were, the other <laughs> And I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you was gonna say that. I was so prepared for that. Uh at the same time, hey, Rich beat Moose. He's beat several other wrestlers to become the Impact World title. So he he's got a record to show that he could take that match on against Kenny. But who do they have now? So now you got Moose that's about to have this match, number one contender match he's going to have against James Storm, which I'm like, well, I guess, I mean, I guess James could be a, a fit, but Moose should be the guy, point blank, you know? So he will be. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Say, hey, listen, listen, Cross has got the NXT title. Why not give Bay the Impact title? And let's, you know... And then AEW, give Cage the AEW title. There you and go. Let's just give all the fucking FSW <laughs> champions the fucking titles, man. I'm with because that. they're the most entertaining guys on TV right now. Uh, I Facts. can actually agree with that. <laughs> I can agree with that. Oh, man. All right. Well, then, look, let's jump over. Um, oh, that's funny. I'm just looking at some of the comments here. Uh, Shant says, yeah, hey, look, Jacksonville to, Nash- to Nashville is a long way. <laughs> you know. It's a fast jet. Yeah, you got to use a real fast jet. Uh, all right, let's jump over to, um, you want to do, do NXT? Just go on and get it over with, and then we'll jump over to AEW. <laughs> not to say NXT was bad. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, we don't have our, our guy to lead us into it. So um, let's talk about it. NXT. Uh, anything that really stood out to you guys on that show? I'm still loving the way. I think I'm gonna get me a the way T-shirt. I'm gonna tell you that. I love everything that they just continue to do. You know, you can't. <laughs> you can't beat it. You yeah, really can't. That match with uh, Bronson. First of all, mm-hmm. Austin did a good job hanging with Bronson. Oh yeah. You know, it's it's he's coming along, and even though he's mm-hmm. playing goofy character, yeah. What's really interesting is that he's he's getting the opportunity to further his in-ring skills and he doesn't have the pressure on him mm-hmm. of, you know, well, you have to be this bar, right? So he gets to do these things, learn on the job, doing a great job. 
putting <laughs> putting Johnny in a situation where Bronson wins, yeah. Johnny has to win the title against him. The 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 ongoing Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell uh, it's story just, it's is awesome. so good. Yeah, it that's, is. That's, so that's the best thing on NXT. Tell me, at what point where you were watching them two and weren't even watching the match anymore? You know, it was just like, I forgot the match was going on because I'm watching, like, where's Indy going and where's Dexter going? And, you know, <laughs> you're following them. It was just funny. Yeah. Yeah. Until until the point they need to get to, yeah, which was setting up the spot where, you know, obviously mm-hmm. Bronson then ends up doing that devastating, I mean, Dude, once again, anytime you see that guy get up there and he's able to do that leap, right? What a fucking flash for, for a guy his yeah. size. Oh, exactly. Amazing. And can by the way, Candace, um, boy, man, she really you know, did you guys feel that her character before the way was so vanilla that it was yes. hard to accept her as anything other than mm-hmm. yeah she's a good you know she's a good technical wrestler she does things but she's not going anywhere mm-hmm. now it's like boy man it's like she, just by herself just little things with her face like to to convey these thoughts and this deviousness and yeah just so good so good man without a doubt yeah she's definitely She's definitely added a lot of depth to her character um, since the heel turn. And I think, you know, dare I say out of everyone in that faction, I think that she's actually shown the most progress as far as adding a new element to her character. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Michaels, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Um, back before her heel turn, I didn't really think, you know, too much of her character uh, in, you know, in NXT. Um, obviously, you know, tracking her on the indies for years, I knew that she was an amazing, an amazing athlete and amazing storyteller in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I didn't, the character wasn't really resonating with me in NXT. Um, but since the heel turn it's yeah, she's just, her trajectory is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um go ahead. No, I, you know, what's, let's stick to women on that mm-hmm. um uh you know the opener was uh mercedes versus dakota which you know is supposed to be a, a fucking brutal you know right hit job on dakota um it was what it was it was fine but the uh the zadea tony storm match man when you look at Zoe Stark, when when Zoe walks out, and you feel that presence, yes, mm-hmm. it's not like you're looking at someone that they're trying to force down your fucking throat, right? Which is very interesting because it worked, it worked, and she looks, you know, again with all the work she's put into her training and her body, um, mm-hmm. and her athletic skills and to just walk out and you you can look at uh, any uh screenshot of you know or still photo of her with the cut off sleeves you would think that she's like an arm wrestler she just <laughs> looks the fucking part yeah and it was a great way to get uh, a young talent 
over on Tony Storm. Right. By simply distracting. We didn't have this the usual shit of the full run in. And right. It was just simply by her presence, it threw off Tony Storm's game. Yeah, I don't even think they that even played her music. Yeah, she just walked out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you said the music thing because I'm going to get to something on that in the SmackDown uh, thing. But <laughs> yeah. you're right. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Yeah. Um, just one quick point I want, and then I, I'm done with uh, NXT. I just want to mention the uh, the Cameron, Cameron Grimes video uh, segment that he was in. I, now, you know, I don't, I haven't read, so I don't know what's going on. Who's the guy? And I'm going to be shocked at the person who's in the back. Do y'all know who that is? Because I don't know. Wait, you didn't? Well, it finished there, buddy. Wait, say the that again? Person, the person reading the newspaper? Right. It actually finished later on in the show. Oh, I didn't get to that. Okay, I got to finish. I don't, I don't okay, know if okay. I want to. Well, don't tell what, me that. Don't don't no, tell no, me that. What's though. what's your theory though? We won't say anything. But what's your theory? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't even know where the, where I who that possibly. You're gonna be. like it. Okay. You're gonna yeah. like it. Too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, please. Anyone in the chat right now to not spoil it. Yeah, please God. don't spoil it. <laughs> now I can't look um, at the chat now because, you know, someone's going to spoil it. You tell them not to do it. They're going to do it. All right. It, uh, the, the, the one thing I, I definitely like uh, what they're doing with uh, Imperium and, uh, you know, Killian having that kind of like, you know, twist, you know, kind of being you thought maybe he's going to go with them and then you get uh you know him being with his partner with drake but what is possibly going to happen with imperium i mean we just saw alexander wolf maybe i don't know maybe he'll leave imperium at some point this is interesting i like that i could i could see that happening for sure yeah i i I think that i think i think they're stronger together as a, as a faction, but I could, I could see Wolf leaving and joining up with Dane. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I would just like to keep that group together. Um, just because honestly, you know, they, they were, they've been amazing. Um, and whether it's NXT UK, regular NXT, um, the gimmick and what they're doing just works. Um, I've always been a fan of having, you know, a shooter type stable, a, you know, pure wrestling faction. Um, I think that it just works, especially in the age of sports entertainment that we live in. Um, so it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see. Maybe they do part Alexander Wolf, but you find um, one of the younger talents, maybe someone in uh, NXT UK that kind of gets elevated to a position of being in that group. Yeah, that, that could, that could be too. I mean, um, it, it, it's really interesting um, what they could do. I mean, they're kind of, they, they have no limits as far as what they could do and where they could take Imperium. So it's going to be fun. And the, the main event was, was very good. Very good. Without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, you know, Legato del Fantasma, um, MSK, Kushida. I mean, you know, we, we mentioned the names and just by mentioning the names, you know, that you're going to get solid, solid in-ring work. Um, and you know, this, this match definitely delivered. Um, I, uh, 
there was a there was a nice visual there at the end as well, you know, with uh, Legato del Fantasma, you know, handing uh, standing up over their opponents, um, you know, with uh, the championship belts and you know all that kind of stuff. It, yeah, yeah. This this episode of NXT, honestly, I thought that it kind of started off really slow and sluggish, but it definitely picked up the pace toward the end. And as the show went on, it got better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Great. All right. So with that, let's jump over into uh, AEW. What was some, uh, any highlights, um, Sin City you want to go over? Any highlights? I'm sure there's Come maybe on, just one highlight. I, 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 I know, I know you didn't watch the show impact. I watched, half. But I watched, half. I watched about 45 wow. minutes. And- Impact. You got it. You got to phrase it differently to Steve. So, Steve, was there anything on the show you didn't like? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Wow. So, you you mentioned Brian Cage, Michaels, and obviously the show kicked off Adam Page versus Brian Cage, Mm -hmm. and um, this the thing that really stood out to me was that they actually had Brian Cage go over. Yeah. They actually put him over clean in the middle of the ring, and. The, the announcers, to their credit, they, you know, talked it up like this was Cage's biggest win in AAW. And I would have to agree. Uh, this is the biggest win that he's had yeah. um, since he's been on this brand and since he's been on the show. Um, I, I genuinely hope that they, you know, they keep him strong and have him to, to win a championship soon. I mean, you know, it's easy to say that, um, but I – it really, it really did him a huge disservice. Him coming in, being the new hot thing, and you know, just instantly losing right away, um, and then being having his legs chopped out from underneath of him. Um, so I, I just hope that he can find his way out of the uh, out of the mediocrity that he's in. Um, he's he's just another guy right now, and I'm I'm hoping that this win over Adam Page is going to be one that. You know, helps to to catapult him. To well, where it was he needs definitely to be. was a good match. I get, I give it that to start off the show. I thought it was really good. Definitely, man. Definitely. Um, obviously, uh, you know, as far as if we're still talking in ring stuff, um, Young Bucks and the Sidal brothers. Where to begin? I think that this match actually did a disservice to the Young Bucks. Um, they went ten minutes with the Sidals who no one in the world thought that the Sidal, that either one of the Sidal guys would pick up the win on either one of the young bucks. No one thought that. So they wrestled for 10 minutes. They gave them 10 minutes. Now, a lot of people can say, Oh, well, you know, they're trying to make Matt and Mike Sidal look good. No, <laughs> no, they're in there against the tag team champions who should be the most dominant tag team in the whole fucking fed. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. in there. They're in there with two guys that the announcers, you know, we, I mentioned that the announcers talked up how this was the biggest win for Brian cage. The announcers were stumbling all over each other during this match. They, they were calling, you know, the, the wrong young buck. They were calling the wrong side Al brother. <laughs> it, it, dude, Steve, inconsistency steve Steve, you can't blame jr because he was seeing eight guys who looked the same in the ring (laughs) 
Yeah, Fuck pretty God. much. That's the Matt, Nick and Matt Seidel. <laughs> Nick and Matt Seidel. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, obviously, after this match, it it did bring out SCU. Um, and I think that this was probably Frankie Kazarian's best promo that I've seen him cut. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Um, so I, I, you know, shout outs to, to Kazarian on this. Um, he really, he really put it over and he, he helped to build this match. Daniels, um, you know, just put the icing on the cake. So obviously, uh, if we're going to get this match at double or nothing, um, then I think that it's going to deliver. Um, I don't see SCU picking up the win though. I just hope, um, I hope for his sake. I mean, I love Daniels so much. Um, he's just one of my favorite people on this planet. Um, I just hope he stays healthy in the match, you know, doesn't get an injury. And I hope he doesn't bleed too much because I got a feeling there's probably I, Frank or him most likely are going yeah. to probably blade, um, which is is fine. Just, um, man, if this is going to be potentially kind of a little bit of a a goodbye for now type of thing, mm-hmm. you know, at least um, have them go out on kind of a high note um, and, and really make it like you said, um, you put the side Dallas against the young bucks. It, it should have been a three minute match or yep. five minutes tops. Right. Because, yeah. but SCU, it should be, uh, you know, 12 minutes of really fucking some nice hard hitting, action and you know like i said possibly some kind of uh cut open you know a little bit of color and you know give given because those guys those guys make you think that they can win the titles the sidels made you think these guys are on tv mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah that's so true that's so true yeah yeah, man, and obviously the the stipulation being, of course, that if SCU loses the match, that they are not able to be a tag team any longer. So, Michaels, I think that this will be writing off one of them, either Daniels or Kazarian. Daniels. Yeah. Daniels, for sure. Um, and like what you were saying, I hope that he – I hope he stays, you know – out of harm's way and and doesn't doesn't go too overboard um but yeah i think that i think that this will be um them writing off daniels from tv possibly permanently so yeah it's it's time honestly he's earned it he's earned the time to now just be talent relations head up that department enjoy what you're doing and not have to worry about you know as he progresses you know and gets gets more you know into his 50s further he doesn't have to worry about potentially um you know having some kind of injury that's catastrophic to his eventual retirement uh you know he's you know I, I'm, I'm hoping i'm hoping knock on wood that at 65 or 70 he gets the chance to just him and his wife start taking vacations and you know, living it up a little bit and just kind of enjoying the time. But he's so damn passionate about the business. Yes. It really is. It's in his blood. And I know it's the hardest fucking thing to step away from 
something that you just absolutely love. So hopefully this just would be a filler for him where he gets to be around the boys, Mm -hmm. gets to be in a very good position of relationships with those guys because he's a great bridge between Khan and, you know, the the uh, the uh, all elite guys, you know, who own the company, essentially, Um, you know, Chris is one of the most respected guys in the history of the business. So, yeah let's let's hope let's hope yeah absolutely definitely um obviously uh the uh the penta el cerro miedo against orange cassidy match um this match okay i said nxt got started off sluggish but by the end it was you know it was great that is exactly how i feel about this match at the beginning of the match i was just they were doing the Cerro Miedo and the, the taunting, putting the hands in the pockets. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, go mm. yeah. do something already. Right. And by the time that things finally got underway, um, the action was solid. Um, I, by the end of this match, I think I thought both guys brought it. They put on a hell of a show. I just really wish that the first couple of minutes of this match weren't spent you know, doing each other's taunts and, you know, building that, um, just, a just a personal thing. Um, but, think, uh, Steve, do you think, yeah. and, and anyone in the chat room can, uh, you know, chime in on this as well. Are we at the point where, uh, orange Cassidy, you know, we've had a year and a half of the slacker bit. He actually really is a, a good wrestler. Right. And is it time to kind of figure out how that evolution happens to get him from the complete slacker to more so a guy that we want to see be the world champion? Even if it doesn't. So. Okay, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. I'm just going to say, even if even if it doesn't even if it doesn't happen all at once, even if there's like there's a little bit of a, you know, something different he does that you go, oh, I haven't seen that one before. And then the next time you see him, now he adds something else. It, it almost to a point that by the time you go through four or five months, you now see sort of this transformation from the total slacker to the you know now this new package. So I would say, yeah, just not all at once. Not next week. Now he goes into full blown, you know, wrestler who can do all the moves. Right. But I like I would like to see you know that transition of doing something different at every match and to the point where he's done all of it. And now he can go full blown, but I do agree with what you're saying. I I would like to see, see that happen. Without a doubt, man. I I think that that, that progression and that shift has to happen at some point. Um, Even still just for this gimmick to, in my opinion, reach its apex. um, I would love to see orange Cassidy win either the, you know, he's not going to win the world title with this particular gimmick, but um, maybe even the TNT title. Um, I, I just want to see him one time come out to the ring with a championship belt and just have him dragging the thing on the ground. Like he literally doesn't care just once, just give me that one time. That's all I want to see. Steve, Steve, I have solved your problem, buddy. I have solved your problem. You have him win the FTW title now jesus and just just drag (laughs) that fucking thing because that would actually make a lot of sense 
Right. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, he could win a fake title. I'd be down. I mean, Taz might have a problem. I guess. That, but <laughs> Although, you know what would be funny is if they gave him something like that where it is a fake title, that now he it's actually pristine to him. He's polishing it up, and, you know, like that's the only thing he cares about. The slacker now becomes someone who has a little class to him. <laughs> and then he begins to obsess over it, <laughs> you know? Hey, hey, maybe he goes to Impact and, and uh, you know, beats he- Kenny Omega for the championship, goes to Impact and becomes their champion. <laughs> I mean, you know, they have had worse. Well, in the chat room, uh, you know, Chris said that I think Jericho did a great job of bringing out more of a, of uh, uh, Orange talent during their feud. But it's a shame that AEW hasn't figured out yet how to expand upon it and continue with it. Yeah. So, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Completely agreed. And now the best thing on AEW, and I'm talking about the parlay between the pinnacle and the inner circle Ah, uh, this, this promo, man, this promo was solid. Um, I think I, I, you had some guys in there. I mentioned earlier that Frankie Kazarian cut the best promo I've ever seen. You had, you know, you had Dax and cash both cutting the best promo that either one of them have ever cut. You had Sean Spears cutting probably one of the best promos that he's ever cut. Um, well, it's and the, the bleach, the bleach blonde isn't seeping into his head now, so he can get it out a little clearer. <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah, bleach do that to you. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it, impact, impact. Uh, there, there have to be photos, bro. <laughs> you, you have to have done it at some point. Stop it. Car- carry on. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, MJF and Jericho, they just. Dude, they these guys are just putting on promo class every fucking week. And they are cutting the promos that everybody in this business should aspire to cut. That's how it is. And I, I think that this, you know, when, when they announced that this was going to be what takes place this week as the go-home show before Blood and Guts, you know, I didn't really know what to think because obviously they found a way to use the inner circle in a litany of different segments, different talking segments without putting them into matches, you know, since AEW has been around, Mm -hmm. we've, we've talked about it with some criticism, but I think that this over delivered in my opinion. Um, I think that everybody that, that got on the mic and spoke did a hell of a job and it got me sufficiently sufficiently stoked for next week and for blood and guts um as if i wasn't anyway but they just yeah with with the kind of a build that they've had to it i was wondering how how well they were going to you know put this thing over and build it up but they've they've definitely risen to the occasion for sure so yeah um Elsewhere, you had uh, Chris Statlander um, uh, defeating Penelope Ford. That's fine. They're building her up, obviously, for a women's championship match at some point, I'm sure. Uh, Chris Statlander picked up the win in nine minutes. Um, 
the nightmare factory or the nightmare family against the factory right there. I'm stumbling over the name. So that should just tell you how confusing this shit is. Dear God, <laughs> six minute match felt like it was 12. This type of shit should be going on on AEW dark. I realize what they're trying to do is they're trying to give some shine and build some new stars. So that's why I'm not completely shit canning it. But realistically at the end of the day, it, let's put it this way we, next week we can't come soon you. enough so that hopefully so that hopefully this shit ends yeah. so yeah um yeah i mean it it i'm not i'm not ex- i'm not excited for it um and the only way that i am excited for it is that this clusterfuck will finally be over let's hope yeah um elsewhere though we did get uh, miro beating the fucking dog shit out of kip sabian finally so uh that was awesome. Slammed his arm in the door and then uh, went full on serial killer after the fact and embraced him and said that he forgives Kip. So, uh, okay. Crazy Miro. I'm down for it. Let's go. And lastly, the main event, uh, Darby Allen against 10. Um, again, Darby Allen continues to deliver in the main event slot um, whenever they call upon him to anchor the show. And this is the third time in three weeks where Darby Allen has headlined the, the, um, you know, the, the entire show and in all three weeks um, in my, you know, in my view, he's definitely delivered. Um, It definitely takes two to tango and 10 brought it. He's not just a, a number in the dark order. Um, I think that this guy um, with, you know, with proper exposure, um, he definitely cut a great promo. Again, that was the the theme of AEW this week was promos. Um, with proper promo and and build and execution, you know, he could definitely develop into something. Um, it just depends on if they choose to go that route with him. Um, obviously, after the match, you had the clusterfuck with Ethan Page. Um, getting in there, um, also Scorpio Sky, mm-hmm. um, Lance Archer, um, your typical, what has become typical, AEW clusterfuck to end the show. Dude, so. no, <laughs> just go go with what it really is, and that is the TNT final moments on a wrestling program yes. since the late 90s. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, it. It's, it's what TNT that's wants, it. bro. It's the same exactly exactly it's like someone is is watching this going oh you know what we need we need just a bunch of people coming out at the end so then people are like excited about this and they don't realize that that's not fucking exciting right right Mm -hmm. awful and uh shant actually in the chat says uh bar none this is jericho's best promo in his entire career yet um I don't, I don't know if I want to be as objective with, with that and say that this one was the best one I've ever seen. But over the last few weeks, man, he's definitely stepped his game up. And as much as everybody has loved heel Chris Jericho promos, I think that Chris is an amazing babyface promo, and he just continues to show it week in and week out, especially since the inner circle has you know completely changed over to being 100% babyface. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll jump over to uh, ROH. Um, I know you guys probably have not been watching it, but 
do yourself a favor. Find a way to watch this programming. It's only one hour when you add the commercials. You know, now you're only talking maybe 45 minutes. If you, uh, if you add the promos that they have before the matches, now you're maybe only talking about a half an hour of of just you know really good matches you get to uh, watch. But I'm just saying that it's really good wrestling and great storylines that go along with it. And they have three matches they did this past week. Uh, Flamita and Bandito had a match. And that was just awesome. Um, these guys were part of a team with uh, Ray Ores at one point, and uh, Flamita just—I think I was at the 19th anniversary—just you know didn't want to have anything to do with the group anymore. So they're still kind of battling this whole you know sort of brothers things with uh, Flamita and Bandito, and so they had this match, which was just great. It was—they um, did this one move. I don't—I'm—I'm I'm horrible when it comes to learning the wrestling moves names, but what would you call the one, let's just say where, where someone jumps onto some, they, they jump onto their shoulder and then they flip them over that move. Okay. Oh, that's the, um, that, that's the, uh, the, it's not a 450, uh, right? The Speedy Gonzalez burrito block. No, no. Speedy Gonzalez uh, block burrito. Are you are you, t- are you talking like uh, are you talking no. like the 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 poison rana, like the the hurricane rana? Except like they do it from behind and they like flip somebody backwards. Yeah, well, um, yeah. So pretty much they they jump onto their shoulder, and then yep. they flip them over. So that's probably okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah and like a like a an inverted right, um, like an inverted Frankenstein. Now the reason yeah, why I meant. Poison- Poison Rana. The reason yeah. why I mention that is because that's exactly what uh, what happened when Bandito did that. So they were at you know what are they um, on the the security thing that that blocks the you know fans that that you know from ringside, whatever that thing is. I guess the security blockade. They actually did that move on top of that. Oh, Which, nice. Which was crazy, right? I'm, I, I mean, I'm looking at that like that is not gonna go right. But I mean, they was able to do that move, and it was just it was just exciting. Like if if fans were there, that would have been like the pop right there. Um, just but overall, just great. And then how it ended because Flamita's now is the heel. Uh, well, let me start. Well, yeah. So how we ended first, Medito had Flamita over on his shoulder. He does a spin and hits Tom. You know, Tom, our, our great referee that we love. Hit, hits Tom. Tom's over there acting injured, all right? And by that time, that – You, 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 mean, uh, you Todd. mean Todd. Todd? Yeah. I got it right. I got it. Yeah. Just, as soon as you start you talking, I was like, uh-oh. You some Tom. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you start, when, when you jumped in, I was like, oh, shit, it's Todd. Yeah. Um, I do. I'm a big Todd fan. But um, – <laughs> So big of a fan that you forgot, forgot his, name. his name. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. That, that's you, you really you're trying to that, get you're trying to get the MySpace guy back, right? Tom? <laughs> that's the one friend that didn't leave me though. That's probably what it is, you know. <laughs> Tom was always around. All right. So anyway, Todd's knocked out, and then Flamita, you know, of course he does uh, does the move where he hits him uh, below the belt. So that pretty much ends that particular match. Then he's he takes his foot 
and put it on Bandito's face for the three count, which I'm like, damn, that's just, just put his foot on his face and just, damn, I mean, very heel uh, uh, <laughs> move there. All, that match was just awesome. As if you guys could get a chance to see that, just go back. I mean, it was just great all the way around. Um, and then there was a, a match, the Beer City Bruiser and Nixon versus uh, Matt Taven and, and, and Mike Bennett. That was a good match as well. I won't go deep in, in, into that, but that was actually worth discussing. Um, the uh, ROH World Television Championship was on the line. Tony Deppin and Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. Another one of those great matches. Now, let me just ask both of you, because I don't think you all watch the show. Who do you think, just on that name, who you think probably won that? Who would you expect to win that? Tony Deppin, Tracy Williams. Because you're asking the question, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Deppin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let, let's do that. Yeah, Tony. Yeah, like, Tony. Like who? The, who the? Who the fuck is Tony Deppin? <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I, I listen. I I don't know Tony Deppin in terms of you know what other organizations he's been in outside of uh, just where he's at at ROH. But since he's been in ROH, um, you know, I've, that's how that's when I've known him, and I've seen him now for three matches, and, he, and he's good. And he actually, you know, you're right. He actually beat Tracy Williams, which was crazy because Tracy was was having this guy be all throughout the ring. Um, you know, hot sauce is the real deal. But Tony was he, he came with it as well, and he he took that title. He is the new uh, world television uh, champion. So. Another one of those great matches, guys. If you just get a chance uh, to uh, to watch ROH, I can't stress it enough. Watch it, entertaining. Uh, that Flamita Bandino match that was exciting. All the I'll have to around. check that out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's jump over though. That that's really that's that's who Tony Deppin is. <laughs> That's who Tony Devin is. <laughs> well, I mean, so so correct me if I'm wrong, but uh Tony Deppin, he would like he's done some stuff in CZW Game Changer Wrestling, um, beyond um so I mean he's been around for a while. Yeah. But uh yeah, he uh I believe he just started working for um uh ROH maybe two thousand ish or two thousand uh twenty twenty ish. Right. Around that time, yeah. Yeah, All I know yeah. is on his Twitter, he does say, and and this is uh, this is directed to me personally. Apparently, for ah. everyone that told me I'd never get anywhere, fuck off. <laughs> to all the people that always put their neck out for me to help me and uh, get in front of new eyes, I'm going to continue to bust my ass because y'all always believed in me. Oh, still not signed. The belt is mine now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. He probably just became my new favorite so, ROH wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. The vanilla just got wiped right off. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, hey, good stuff, man. Um, like I say, I just I can't pump it up enough, but if you guys get a chance to watch it, please do. We'll move right over into SmackDown, though. We really want to talk about SmackDown. And who's better to do that than our very own Matt okay. Michaels? I gave you the introduction of the world, man, so go ahead. Let's, uh, 
Yeah, yes, he did. And uh, I'm going to start off by uh, saying that Bailey laughing is fucking golden. Um, <laughs> if you can just go out there and just laugh right. as your, you know, your promo to rebuttal what Bianca's saying, it fucking was beautiful. And just for the, you know, the pure, it gives Bianca just this like this moment of like, oh yeah, bitch, and <laughs> just wham man and by the way um using the word bitch uh aw had a, a number of them in there this week has really opened my eyes to the use of the word in pro wrestling um so we get into this uh you know the match the the three-on-three tag and uh what i have to say is montez ford's uh first he jumps over the ropes uh you know yeah. to the outside which he got so much fucking air on that yeah. And that's no spring, man. He's just going up and over. Right. But Jesus Christ, that frog, the frog splash. Oh. Um, when Cole said he was almost out of out of the screen. No shit. <laughs> it was fucking mind-boggling how much air he got out yeah. of that. So my only take from that six-man tag was that Montez Ford, um, boy, end this fucking tag team. Get rid of the street, the street profits, private party, whatever they are, um, oh, and go ahead and um, give Montez Ford a fucking, you know, give him a fucking run. In fact, please get rid of Apollo and let Montez Ford <laughs> become your IC champion and wrestle Big E 50 times, because that to me would be a little more entertaining uh, than fucking seeing those two again. Uh, Shayna. Shayna is an MV fucking P. Um, man, you're you're asking her to go out there and she busts her ass and does whatever she needs to fucking do to make it fucking believable. Monday, she gets water tossed all over her. This match, you know, it's just like, it's a, you're seeing fucking Tamina and Natty, you know, like, uh i i don't know i don't know why we insist on pushing that tag team so you know um shana just sticking with it man okay. uh next week we get throwback edition for smackdown if we don't get fisting next week i'm sorry if we don't get fists next week <laughs> then there's a problem well, what's really interesting is later on, they showed a promo. FS1 is doing throwback week. So, really? you know, there might be a lot of fisting going on uh, the uh, Fox Networks next week. Uh, hey, man. Okay. Just um, fuck it. Change, change the name of the network next week. Fist Sports Network. There you go. There you go. Done. It's done. Um, looking at uh, this here, Mysterios. Anyone really give a shit about Mysterios anymore? It's a father and son tag team. Why would you have a problem with that? A family. Okay. Okay. So, the way Dominic talked about Ray. I was thinking heel setup. 
Oh. Mm. I think we might see Dominic turn on. I'd be I'd be fine with that. I'd be totally fine with that. Hmm. I mean, I could see that. Yeah, at this point. At this I mean, point, I don't I don't I see just, it right I, now, but I, I can see how we can see that. They're going to probably go. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably put the tag titles on them. Um, just for the history father and son tag team. Yeah. But but then ultimately Dominic has to turn on his dad, right? I think so. At some point. Like if if they do get the titles, because they, they were hyping to. that up. They they were hyping that up. So I mean that has to happen just to to tick that box. But then once that's done, oh my God. If they if they don't have Dominic, you know, get his get you know just get rid of his dad oh my god well i'm I'm sorry if they don't have him get rid of ray because we all know who dominic's real dad is i mean it was decided in a ladder match uh, yeah and god god got rid of uh dominic's real dad years ago so oh god (laughs) yeah um so uh quickly uh moving on here um uh, yeah Cruz and, and biggie again and again and again and again and again so hopefully back backlash wrestlemania whatever the fuck they're calling it is is uh the end of that shit did aziz just make sammy a face I hope not. Yeah, I don't think so either. I genuinely hope not. I, yeah, I, I'm. I was baffled. So I, yeah, I, I was baffled. Um, especially because it looked like, hey man, maybe you add Sammy to this mix a little bit, and you know, maybe that, you know, adds a militant faction, you know, but. I have no fucking clue now who the faces are, who the heels are. I don't know who I'm supposed to be rooting for. I'm going to root for Sammy um, just based off of the fact that he's entertaining. Um, so I guess he's a fake. I ah, fuck. I don't know. Um, that's really one of my pet peeves is um, just this gray line shit. Paul Heyman using the yes, yes, yes. Yeah. In the promo. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Uh, this one, shout out for old Simon Street here. It's a fashion alert. Baron Corbin, what the fuck was he wearing? A Hawaiian short and a Godfather pimp hat for? Jesus Christ. He's King Corbin, and now apparently he's like a fucking Miami to- tourist or something. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Steve, does AEW want him because they can take him? Um <laughs> no. Speaking on behalf of the AEW delegation, right. we will humbly decline. Uh, you know, Roman's entrance, Roman's entrance, man. Yes. Uh, just simplistic, fucking beautiful. The music, the, the, the no shirt and the strap over the shoulder. I just, <laughs> damn, man. It just makes you feel something 
for that character when he walks out. Yeah. It's not just a guy going down to it. Fucking was intense, man. You and this is you know we'll talk a free count uh, that you guys listening can catch on Tuesday, but uh, anyone watching now you can catch a little later. We'll talk a little bit about um, you know the, the some aspect of. Uh, entrances and 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 stuff about feeling something about people but um so i know that they pump shit in with the crowd reactions but pumping in you suck when you have an uso as part of it (laughs) i didn't know if they were rooting for roman or if they were saying he sucks or if wwe just needs to fucking stop this canned shit um, but my biggest problem in the whole fucking thing was Fox needs to do picture in picture with the biggest goddamn match of the show. Yep. It was, it was so good. Mm-hmm. The psychology, the storytelling, the choking out. So they kept Brian protected in terms of having him come back, you know, in the future and stuff. He doesn't look weak. It was just such a great match, except for three fucking commercial breaks. Right. And, um, you know, you had you had Roman spear the fucking guard wall and they went right into a fucking commercial. (laughs) Right. Yeah. What? Yeah. And by the way, it's taken me over a year now to realize this question. Can you guys tell me why they're still using guardrails? when there's no fans to guard. <laughs> I got to keep so they can hide the crash pads behind the guardrails. <laughs> yes. That's why. I, I mean, it would be, you know, I would understand it if there were TVs right there, but uh, you know. Um and knowing some of the WWE fans, actually I think getting rid of guardrails would kind of be an improvement to uh, take out some of those assholes. Um and now we get to the the thing you said, D. I hate hate when fucking running music plays, right? Why the fuck did they play run-in music for Cesaro? Why? Right. Why? Because how does the sound guy know Cesaro's coming out right then? Uso did not get the sound, right? He comes out of nowhere. That was beautiful. Right. Cesaro, why? We don't need to know. It's. I would hope by now that the audience realizes that the guy running down to the ring is Cesaro. If you don't, you have a problem. Yeah. So get rid of that shit. Fuck that. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's it. That's it, man. Yeah. Um, you know, overall, decent shit. I mean, always, it's better than Raw. And it's yes. it has something to do with only being two hours, and also something to do with better character development. Almost everyone on that show, to me, um, just you look at their performances, you can't go, oh, this wasn't worth watching this person or that person. Yeah. Yeah, totally true. Yeah, I mean it's it the since they've kind of you know, gone into the, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I guess you could say more of a sports type of a feel 
um, which was the directive that Fox wanted initially for SmackDown. Since they've kind of committed to go down that path, I think that we've noticed that SmackDown's quality has gone through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just hope that everybody is taking note. Um, and if only they could make their three hour show as good as either of their two hour shows, then that would be great. Yeah. Um, another thing they're, they're, they're doing with SmackDown that was kind of nice is playing that um, atmospheric music behind some of those videotaped promos. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Mm. You know, instead of just having the, the basic shit. But my final thought on the show is this. Alistair Black, what the fuck? Anyone. They still don't know what the fuck to do with him, bro. He was He was trapped in a room... For so many months, waiting for people to come pick a fight with him. Right. Now he's trapped in. Now he's trapped in a room reading nursery rhymes. <laughs> Seriously, man. You know what? It, I would. I would love if they would just do this. Go back. Have the old entrance start to happen, but have it where the coffin is not coming up. You know, to have him like actually in a coffin, and then he was just locked in there for the past three years. And oh shit, he comes out of it. Now he's Alistair Black again. You know, <laughs> kind of the old, kind of the old uh, TV, you know, thing where Bob Newhart wakes up in bed and it's just a dream, or fucking St. Elsewhere happened where it's a fucking autistic kid's globe. And I think that autistic kid's globe is actually a metaphor for Alistair Black's character right now. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, there you go, man. We we thank you for your your honesty, uh, Matt Michael. Seriously, we're gonna uh, move right on as we get close to the end. Sin City, we gotta talk a little bit about New Japan here. Oh uh, yeah, you know, first off, it's been announced that the IWGP United States Champion John Moxley and Yuji Nagata will face off in a tag team on next week edition. Of New Japan Strong, man. What, what's your take on this? I think it's awesome. Um, seeing Yuji Nagata. And so, obviously, that's leading into um, what's going to take place on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, where on Dynamite next week, uh, in addition to Blood and Guts, in addition to Cody versus QT Marshall, mm-hmm. we're going to get an IWGP United States Championship match occurring on an AEW program right. when John Moxley puts that gold on the line against Yuji Nagata. Um, and I, I think it's really cool to see, man. Um, it's it's really cool to see Yuji Nagata and John mm-hmm. Moxley kind of getting into it. Um, Nagata was somebody that I really enjoyed watching back in the, you know, back in the, uh, the dying days of WCW. Mm-hmm. And um, for him to you know, still have the, the wherewithal to, to be able to go in the ring. Uh, if you haven't seen him wrestle lately, um, you prepare to be amazed that someone of his age can do the, the things that he can do in the ring. So, yeah. um, I think I, it, it's just a testament to him and, you know, him being able to preserve himself long enough, um, to where he's still bringing it and he's still putting in the work. So um, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing John Moxley on New Japan Strong in that tag match, um, and also obviously defending that uh, U.S. title uh, next week on Dynamite. Yeah, absolutely. Um, something to look forward to. Another thing, 
uh, to mention is that um, if you got a chance to watch Impact, they did uh, run a, a video announcing El Fantasmo that yep. uh, will be on Impact Wrestling debut next Thursday. So tell me a little bit about I, – I know he's about he's a, he's part of the member of the Bullet Club, but what, yep. what can we expect to see, and especially myself who watch Impact all, all the week? What am I going to enjoy from uh, El Fantasmo? So Fantasmo is a um, he he's a, a stellar cruiserweight, um, junior mm-hmm. heavyweight, whatever kind of terminology that you want to use. Mm-hmm. Um, he has won the Super J Cup um, a couple of times uh, in New Japan, so he's not just some fly by night guy who just happened to burst on the scene. Yeah. Um, so I mean he's he started off in Canada, went to the UK. Um, and he's really developed into, uh, into his own as a member of the bullet club, uh, now with new Japan, um, he's held the IWGP junior heavyweight ta- uh, tag team t- titles with, uh, Taiji Ishimori. Mm-hmm. And, um, that happened right before, uh, the pandemic hit. So, um, El Fantasma was making a ton of momentum yeah. and, uh, really making a name for himself before everything just kind of, you know, uh, had the the brakes slammed on it. Um, so something that you'll be looking for is high impact offense. Mm. Um, he loves hitting super kicks. Okay. Um, he's, he, he brings it, man. He's, he's a hell of a worker yeah. and, uh, definitely a great, uh, a great member of the bullet club. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's awesome, man. And I love all of the forbidden for the forbidden door stuff that's been going on right? Um, between, you know, El Fantasmo and Finn Juice. Yeah. Um, one other thing of note, um, something that might uh, that might stand out for you as well, Impact, mm-hmm. uh, is that uh, Black Taurus mm-hmm. is now uh, a, a champion in AAA. I don't know if you saw this ah, or not, uh-huh. but yeah, he... Um, He's just recently, um, as part of uh, their latest show, um, excuse me, he is the AAA Latin American champion now. Um, so maybe we might see the uh, the AAA Latin American championship showing up on Impact, maybe? Yeah, I see. On this past week, I saw him because at the, at the beginning of the show, Scott Delmore had had all the wrestlers come to the ring. And and he was there, but I didn't I didn't see him with a, a title or or at least double can go back and watch it and see if I but I didn't recall seeing him, uh, you know, walking out with a, a belt of sorts. But that would be nice if they would. Well, that's that's because that that literally just happened oh, yesterday. Oh, oh, well, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so look for that next week. Right. Okay. <laughs> But that would Hopefully. be that would be cool if they allow that. That they should. I mean, if, you know, if Kenny's doing all that, why not let him? You know. Well, you know, and and you also got to keep your eyes peeled because I um, I've been seeing buzz that El Generico is going to show up in uh, in Impact. So, you know, it, it El Generico. I think that people people realize that he didn't just quit pro wrestling. He went to go help out those those you know, less fortunate, the, um, you know, the, the, um, the children, man, that's, that's what, that's what he was all about. He was always about helping the kids and, you know, it's good to see that he's going to be coming back. No, that, that was Heath Slater. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Well played Michaels. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, guys, look, that is our our, our wrestling talk for uh, this show. We thank you for hanging out with us. And if you was in the chat, thank you for hanging out with us. Shout out to Jade and Chris and Shant. And uh, just thank you all for just kind of uh, hanging with us. You can hang with us, too, every Sunday, somewhere 8-ish p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We jump on. You're in the East Coast. I know it's probably a little late, but that's why we got the podcast. When you wake up in the morning, you get a chance to at least hear it. All right. And you're definitely going to want to listen to Three Count, which we're going to be recording in a second live, but it will be available for download this Tuesday. The topics are really great. I know you're going to really, really enjoy it. And um, and we thank you all for 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 listening. And we will uh, we'll see you next week with more wrestling talk. All right. So with that, peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting. <laughs>